The Okie Geek Podcast is brought to you by Okie Comics, an anthology publication showcasing the talents of Oklahoma creators with stories featuring Oklahoma. Copies are available at Got Games in Dell City, Green Bambino, Paseo Plunge, and My Chic Geek in Oklahoma City, and Waving Wheat Bakery and Bistro in Norman, as well as your favorite comic book store and nearest library. You can find out more locations and more information at okiecomics.com. Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 236 of the Okie Geek Podcast, brought to you by Okie Comics. I'm Michael Cross. The coronavirus pandemic has been especially hard on artists, especially those who depend on being vendors at conventions, which mostly shut down starting last March. Earlier this month at the Oklahoma City Pop Culture Con, I ran into Adam Conklin, an artist who is looking forward to the return of conventions. Adam, welcome to the Okie Geek Podcast. How are you doing today? I am. Yeah, doing great. Uh, first off, I want to let everyone know that you are joining us because this is audio. I want to let have you describe this incredible RPG D and D den I've, I'm looking at. Tell me about what you where where we're, we're interviewing you from. So uh, right now, I, I live in Yukon, and uh, me and my daughters moved into this house where we're at now about two years back. And it came. The main selling point was when I saw the photo for this room. Uh, it's our sunroom, and I turned it into a uh, studio for my art slash music. And little by little, a friend of mine that I met, uh, a, a, an old, a very good friend of mine, uh, we were working a show together. He helped me run my table, and I introduced him to Critical Role because I loved listening to it. And this is a big country guy. You don't uh, expect this guy to like D&D. And he fell in love with it. And he was like, man, I really want to play. I really want to play. And I realized he was telling me, hey, I want to play. Can we play? Mm-hmm. And so one day I, I was like, all right. I bought the uh, beginner sets and whatnot. And we started playing. And my daughters play. My girlfriend plays. My brother. I'm their DM. Uh, the Throne came from a convention a few years back uh, at OSU. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a uh, Con of Thrones was the name of it. And they gave this away to me for helping them judge their uh, their uh, cosplay contest, and so it became my DM throne, and this is where we play. How long have and you? The beholder was the beholder oh. was a fun gift for me to give to them and myself because I love them very yeah. very much. Yeah, there's a, there's an absolutely incredible beholder just hanging right over your head, uh, exactly, which is probably one of the most iconic creatures of Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. Yes. How long have you been playing D&D? Uh, I played slightly for uh, for about a year, of, about three years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, just kind of fell out of it. I had some major life changes. And then when my buddy wanted me to uh, run a game for us, basically, I, I got back into it, and it's been a great bonding uh, item for me and my daughters. My brother, uh, me and my brother hadn't talked for quite a few years and he's been a part of the game since day one and we've been just enjoying it and getting acclimated again to uh, you know being good brothers again that's awesome. awesome it brings yeah. it brings a family together mm-hmm. 
So you, you're always also an artist. Uh, you go to the conventions. You'd, you'd, you'd mentioned about uh, the Con of Thrones and, and uh, mm-hmm. of course, met you at the, uh, the Oklahoma City Pop Culture Con. How has uh, COVID-19 impacted your art? Uh, my art itself, it kind of took a dip because last year uh, I, it took quite a while to come out of a, a, a funk of, to be honest, of depression, of a feeling of isolation myself. And uh, it uh, it made it to where like I felt bad that I was taking forever doing commissions. But normally, if I'm given a commission and I have a vision of it, I I can be done quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just took a toll on it to where people were waiting months, and I don't like making people wait. But it, it was just I needed the time. Uh, show wise, there was a drastic decrease in the amount of shows. Of course, obviously that I could do. Uh, I was really happy to see that uh, out of the all the shows that I didn't get to do, the ones that I did, about 90% of them were all profitable for me. No, that's so I was, yeah, like, even if it's a little, even if it's like 20 bucks over what I paid in total, I, call, I count it as a profit because, you know, it was a good, it was a good show. What kind, and, uh, of, <laughs> what kind of artwork do you do? Uh, I do quite a wide range of things. I can do anything from, I'm, I'm mainly a traditional artist. Uh, I started touching into digital last year mm-hmm. and uh, mainly I've been using that as a, uh, uh, a way to refine and touch up things I've already done, add a little sparkle to it, a little glow, you know, make kind of emphasize the areas that I couldn't get through with traditional um, I also just do a lot of traditional no matter what. It just feels uh, more correct for me. Like uh, my newest piece I just finished on Saturday before our game uh, is this piece here, which I'll bring it up close. Yeah, and, you can actually, and you've actually got this on Facebook. Uh, I saw, uh, was it Facebook that you yeah. posted it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, just the other day. Yeah, it's a, an, an alien uh, alien with a... With, uh, yeah, very, very scared Sigourney Weaver. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> just fantastic. I, uh, this is my first Xenomorph piece ever. Oh, really? Uh, like, yeah, like I've ever, I've always tried to draw them when I was younger, and it just never came out right. Mm-hmm. And this is actually like the first piece I've ever completed and did, and really happy, really proud of it. That's amazing. Like, thank you. The look on her face was. I was like, I really need to look terrified, and I'm, I'm happy with how much of that conveyed. Yeah, it's incredible. How long have you been doing artwork? I've drawn since I was like five. Uh-huh. Uh, I, of course, it wasn't anywhere near my skill level that I'm at now. Um, I, I wanted to be an artist when I was really young, and then fell in love with music, mm-hmm. and so I do. Uh, I do music as well. Did that for a long time, and back in 2015, I believe, I uh, it was a time that we needed a little bit of supplement of income, and there was a local convention, New World Comic Con. Uh, the local comic shop is really awesome, New World Comics on Meridian, and uh, they had a show, and I asked, you know, do you think my my skill level is good enough to do well? And Buck, the owner, was like, yeah, I think you'll do amazing. Mm-hmm. And my first show, I did, I turned a really good profit. And, I was like, okay, I could start maybe doing this for uh, pushing my skills here and see if I could do something with it. That's great. So it's got to feel good to uh, technically be a professional artist and, and actually be able to put your stuff out there. Yeah, I've done uh, within two years of that show, 
I uh, started getting requests from Upper Deck uh, to do uh, sets for Marvel. Uh, so I've done a sketch card, uh, sketch cards for Upper Deck for Marvel. I've done them for another set called Goodwin Champions for them. And uh, I'm actually working on an interview with Upper Deck coming soon as well. Do you think that your artwork, uh, both the, the music and, and physical art, uh, can work to toward what you're doing as a, as a D&D as a dungeon master in describing what you're what you're tr putting out for your players yeah it has uh me having an ear i've always been a macabre style person i love mm -hmm. dark and deep fantasy things and uh we had a recent storyline with my uh my brother's character who is a, a half elf rogue and he was like i feel i feel like i don't know you know what my character can do what what i you know what storyline could i do for this character and uh, at the beginning of the game i had them roll for their trinkets the items that they get to carry and uh he would he rolled that he got a scabbard for a sword but no blade mm. and so recently they've come across in the neverwinter woods a the corpses of two paladin or two clerics uh one of them sitting at the head of the other that looks completely decayed and emaciated and the one that's on the ground looks as if they're just asleep but with a sword driven through their chest. And the ground all around the one laying down is lush and green and everything outside of that area is just dead and dry. Oof. And the sword matches the scabbard. Mm. And so now he has a, he has to find out how to avenge these people. They, they The spirit woke up and spoke to him. And yeah, it's just been... It's been great in helping visualize and I pick music from tabletopaudio.com, mm -hmm. great source. And like the music I'm playing right now, which I don't know if you'll hear, but it's called, it's in their dungeon list and it's called Intrigue and it's perfect for creepy, slow settings. Yeah, we use Tabletop Audio for Red Dirt D&D &D, uh, because oh, awesome. they're fantastic. And, and uh, certainly uh, pay, I'm a patron of them as well because they, mm -hmm. the music's just phenomenal. Plus the sound effects that you get from them as well. Oh, yes. Yeah, everything they have on their site is just perfect. You can tell that they put a lot of love into it. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, they've been weekly. They're constantly putting out new stuff. So there's there you're, there's always going to be a situation in any dungeon that you're sending your players into that is going to fit <laughs> for whatever mm -hmm. situation they're going into. Yes, definitely. So you, so that now we've got conventions starting up again. Uh, what are your thoughts on on people going back out to conventions? Um. Everyone at every convention I've done, even through the pandemic, because there wasn't a lot, but mm -hmm. the ones that I did, they everybody was trying to adhere greatly to the uh, to the standards of you know six foot distancing and trying not to touch anything. Um, I think people who want to go to conventions are going to follow those rules and because they want to. Mm -hmm. Every single person that basically has come to my table has usually bought something because they want to buy art, they want to see the new stuff that people have created. And I feel it's going to be great. I think uh, I think people are going to try to slowly move back to a normal again and, and uh, just enjoy themselves. And you said you do commission work. How, how exactly does that work? Um, somebody can message me through whatever means they find my art. Mm -hmm. And uh, I try not to work with deadlines uh, just because I'm a single father. I've got two daughters and full-time job and part-time job and then art 
and then D and D. So my plate's a little full, but uh, I'm able to usually handle it all. Um, they just message me. I'll give them. You know, we talk about when they're wanting it by size, shape, uh, how many characters, and then I'll come up with a pricing for that. And if they want full color or black and white, you know, and uh, that usually determines the price. Do you uh, usually stick? Is it is it mostly fantasy? Is it superhero? What uh, what genre? I guess do you do you try to stick with? Um, it's to be honest, uh, I'm not like most of the artists that are in the game. Uh, and to be honest, it, it's probably hurt me more than helped me. But I try to stick with just painting things that I want to paint. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I if I get the feeling like I did with uh, Alien Day came around and I was like, you know what? I, I love that Killing Joke uh, cover from Batman and Dark uh, Batman the Killing or, yeah, yeah Killing Joke and uh, with the Joker and Batgirl and I was like that'd be great for you know the the Xenomorph and Ripley and I didn't get it done of course in time for Alien Day but you know it was something I wanted to do and to be honest this piece came out within I'd say six hours mm-hmm. maybe eight wow and. You know, it, when it's something that I see a vision of that I love, I can it can pump out quickly. And uh, I, I try to stick to just things I want to paint. Or if somebody gives me a commission, I'll I'll draw whatever somebody wants. And there at New World Comic Con, there were also so many artists who were just kind of doing the 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 work as as kind of commission work on the fly. Were you one of those artists doing that as well, or were you just kind of with a table of your own stuff? Uh, or do you mean OKC Pop? Oh, well, no, at, at New because you mentioned oh, New, New World, World Comic Con, yeah. Um, my very first show, I did that, and I've done that uh, at quite a few, but most of the time I'm working alone nowadays mm-hmm. at a table, so it's very difficult for me to try to be working on a piece and get it completed in time for people. If I do take a commission, I can sometimes start it at my table, but normally I try to just say, okay, well, you know, here's w- what you want, put it down payment, and I'll ship it to you. Um, it, it just takes up too much of my attention and I feel like I'm neglecting the other customers that could be coming to my table. Exactly. And do you feel like the more information people give you, uh, is better or do you feel like when it comes to commission work that you would like a little bit more freedom in, in putting the artwork together? Uh, to be honest, that depends on the piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's a piece that I'm a little, uh, intimidated by or nervous about having such minute uh, details given can be put a little bit of a strain on the confidence of, you know, I want to make sure that I put this in the right place that the customer wants. Mm-hmm. Um, it just depends. Sometimes it's perfect. Um, I, I seem to run into a lot of customers that just kind of have a, a great idea of what they want and they give me the main idea and say, go with it. And, I, and I'll rough up a sketch and, then they review it. If they like it, then we move forward. So let's talk about the Oklahoma City Pop Culture Con. How did that go for you? It went all right. I uh, actually had a bad experience. Uh, my first, my first ever theft at my table. Oh, what happened? Yeah, somebody, stole, somebody stole uh, an original piece of artwork. Um, the first, the only time I looked away from my table for more than a minute <laughs> the oh. entire weekend. And, uh, yeah, somebody just took a sketch cover that I'd done of uh, Storm Shadow from G.I. Joe. And it was a great piece. I really loved it. And somebody else did, too. And I, I saw that. Did you did you had that posted on Facebook that, that had been missing, correct? Yeah. 
Yeah, and OKC Pop shared it, and Wyndham, uh, the hotel, they shared it as well. Uh, I hope it gets returned. I don't have high hopes for it, but, you know. But at least get the word out. So anybody going, go to Facebook and go to, it's Adam Conklin Art. Oh, the my art page yeah. is Analog Art by Adam. Analog uh, Art by Adam. And so then you, had, you have a picture of that. So if anybody comes across that, it actually man, belongs to Adam. Yeah, I, I hope it gets returned someday. That'd be nice. Uh, if not, oh well. Yeah, uh, it's just, it, 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 that's strange because... I, the most of the times when I know people at conventions, they they would feel that that would be well. Obviously, it's wrong, <laughs> but especially with the small crowd, small community that we have at cons. Mm. So, yeah, it, the yeah. area that I was in, uh, I don't know. I I could have swore that that you had some good coverage from other tables mm-hmm. to watch for that kind of thing. I mean, and it comes down to it that it's my own responsibility no matter what. And I literally looked away for about a minute, minute and a half at the most. And uh, when I tra- came back, it was gone. Wow. So. I, see, and I, like I said, that's just, that's strange to me because again, there's usually such a tight community at conventions. And I saw where you were sitting. It, it was really, it, I wouldn't say it was hard to get to your table, but you had to want to be there. Uh, in yeah. that in that circle of of of, of groups there uh, in, in kind of the dining area uh, at Oklahoma mm-hmm. City Pop Culture Con, but what other than that, uh, how did you take the the the, the, con- the convention experience itself? Oh, it was good. A uh, lot of nice people, a lot of good customers. Uh, I got to see a friend of mine who I hadn't seen for a while. I hadn't seen him do shows in a while, and uh, it was really nice to see him. Um, his name's Bane Grimm. He does. Uh, uh, photography for for cosplayers and does cosplay himself as well. Very great guy. Um, but yeah, it was a good show. Other than other than that, it was good. Yeah. Uh, when you get when you do get, do get to do conventions, do you ever get to go around, or do you pretty much have to stick to your table the entire time? Is there someone <laughs> who can can spell you? I guess is you know is that it? Uh, it depends. Some shows they'll have helpers that'll be like, hey, do you need to use the restroom? Do you need us to watch your table for a second? And that's great. Most shows. Uh, it's just me by myself. So I'll, uh, uh, and sometimes you can like, you know, go, Hey, can you watch my table for a minute? You know, to the person next to you. And, um, that's how you sometimes grow a, a relationship with people too. Do you ever feel like you're going to get your daughters into something like this? Um, my youngest, uh, likes to work with her hands mainly. So she mm-hmm. creates things out of clay and items like that. She's really good at it. I'm amazing at it. Um, I've never been one to, to create stuff out of clay. Um, my oldest is wanting to become a manga artist. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's very, very good. Uh, she's already surpassed my skill level in drawing, and I'm not being, <laughs> I am being 100% honest. She, she's very, very talented, and uh, I'm hoping she, if, she, if art's what she wants to do, she pursues it because she will definitely do well in it. How old are they? Uh, 16 and 14. Okay. So I, have they said that they, maybe they would like to uh, be put some of their artwork on your table to, to, to maybe oh, sell some uh, of that? Well, uh, both of them have pieces at my table. Mm-hmm. Um, my youngest has her uh, a cardinal that she watercolor painted, which was beautiful. It came out wonderful. She did such a good job on it. 
And my oldest, uh, she's been, of course, doing art for a little bit longer. She has her own folder at my table. And so whenever she sells, I mark it down and she gets to keep her money from it. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, she's, of course, happy for the extra cash flow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then that way you're, you're, maybe you could supplement, it'll supplement the, the, uh, the money that I'm sure that you, you give her for, for whatever. Uh, what, oh, yeah. uh, what, what have you got next as far as conventions? What have, what have you got coming up? Uh, the next thing I'm doing is actually this Saturday, I'll be at Anthem Brewing in uh, OKC, uh, just south fourth, I think, uh, near Portland area. Mm-hmm. One second, I'll pull up my list real fast. Yeah. Anthem Brewing. That, that is the next, uh, very next thing I'm doing. After that, it'll be um, Lubbock Con in June, uh, June 11th through the 13th, which is in Lubbock, Texas. That's wonderful. And have you got other things coming up this summer? Oh, yeah. I've, I've got uh, Tokyo and Tulsa I've signed up for, but I don't know if I've been approved yet. New World Comic Con I'll be at, which is July 24th. Uh, Amarillo Con I'm thinking about going back to. I've done that show quite a bit. Enid Comic Con is a great one. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody's gone up there. It's a great show, and that's August 7th through the 8th. Uh, New World Comic Con is my conniversary it's uh this will be my sixth year doing conventions so a new world comic-con well i you know i i I remember when they had i think their first convention right across the street from us we're at the kosu studios on film row and right across the street from us at paramount i think is when they had their very first one and it's been amazing to watch that thing grow yeah yeah i went to the uh second one Mm-hmm. Uh, as a patron and uh, enjoyed it and I worked at I worked at a factory and uh, saw one of my coworkers there and he helped me that show helped me realize that I owned a, a something of pretty good value at the time of course uh, I got back to work on Monday and I asked him how he did how he enjoyed the show and he said uh, oh man it was great they had the first appearance of Deadpool there and it just sparked. And I was like, oh, my God, I own that comic. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I got to go home right now. <laughs> I got to go check, it, check my, my, my chest uh, that I keep my stuff in. And, yeah, I, I remember buying that comic when I was a kid thinking, you know, this is a pretty cool issue. They're introducing three new characters. And, and yeah, it's definitely I've got it signed by Rob Liefeld and put it away. <laughs> put that in a safe. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and Buck is amazing uh, to do you feel like as, as a comic shop owner uh, that he really kind of cares a lot more about the artists and, and what it takes to create this artwork? Yeah, uh, he's always been very helpful to the art community. Um, when uh, whenever free comic book day comes around, mm-hmm. I've been there and drawn for it for the customers for I think I did an eight hour shift the, the time I did uh, sketches for people. And it was just a great time. He, they treat it. They treat everybody that comes in normally as family. They're they're great people. Yeah, we've had Buck on many times in uh, on the OK Geek podcast, and I'm hoping uh, we'll get him back soon, especially with uh, New World coming up in in the New World Comic Con coming up on July 24th. What do you hope to see now that we're kind of coming to the end of this pandemic? Uh, one thing that I've seen is a lot more understanding for people. And I've, I've been on the receiving end of that and very grateful for it. Uh, I've dealt with a lot during this time and I know others have dealt with way more. And uh, it seems like 
people seem to care a little bit more. There's some selfish people, of course, in the world mm -hmm. still, but there's there's a lot more people that are easily ready to offer help if, they, if it's needed. Do you feel like that, that we've seen like kind of the darkest times because that's what the last year has been? We haven't been able to see people. We haven't been able to go out. We've had to have been real careful. Do you feel like maybe that makes us appreciate things like going to conventions and seeing artwork and being able to be with people a little bit more? I think so. I think it's helped the people who took that for granted realize what some people deal with every day, uh, the feeling of isolation and cut off and being cut off from anybody and kind of makes you realize how much that means to somebody to be able to be a part of a, of a community like that. That's excellent. And what have you got uh, planned as far as your uh, D and D? Do you uh, do you plan to do much? Do you do plan to do any artwork from for for D and D for? I don't want to say D and D specifically fantasy type setting. Um, with uh, with me, I'm, I'm budding in D and D, so I'm yes. still you know pretty new to it. Uh, I, I try my best to see if I could possibly do uh, commissions for people to create their characters for them, things like that. But I haven't put my leg out into that so much yet. Uh, I want to make sure that I can actually do well for it, mm -hmm. but uh, I'd love to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, my daughter, she draws her character. My my youngest finds images that she wants to her character to look like and things like that. And I'd love to draw like uh, whoever I can for people. You know, that's fantastic. So where can people get in touch with you so to do some commission work? Uh, they can contact me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, all all of them. You can search for me search for me at analog art by adam um also i just started a TikTok not that long ago same name analog art by adam and uh on there i've mainly put the small music things that i've done like just messing around on my guitar mm -hmm. or uh showing some process and then also giving some uh, tips on uh i have a light board that i created <laughs> out of a broken led tv I found on the side of the road and it saves you a bunch of money if you need a light board as an artist and I put a how-to video on there. That's fantastic. Do you do you also do any commission for your for music? Uh I to be honest I have not touched into that realm at all yet. I yeah. <laughs> I do. I mean I've written music for myself. Uh I'm I'm pretty good at creating ambient uh and mm -hmm. or ambient music and whatnot for background. Um, to be honest, it's something that I, I like doing. I've written one where I literally played myself to sleep because it was just really peaceful. <laughs> so it's a possibility. Fantastic. And I mean, it's just, it's another, another, maybe another way to make some money, but also, uh, just maybe share, share your artwork, which I thought was fantastic. It was, it was amazing to be able to see your works, uh, at the Oklahoma city pop culture con. It was really fantastic work. Thank you. Thank you very much. Anything else, Adam, you want to make sure to mention that we didn't talk about? Um, mainly, uh, I would say possibly go check out my daughter's work. Mm -hmm. uh, she's on Instagram as well. Oh, yeah. What's uh, her? It is at Zenin, Z-E-N-E-N underscore I-M-I. It's a odd name, but <laughs> easy to remember once you get it. That's fantastic. And that's, and she said that you said that, that was mostly a lot of manga work. Uh, she does, uh, she, there's mainly a lot of original stuff she's done on there, but she, uh, she does some, uh, Dragon Ball characters cause her, and her boyfriend loved Dragon Balls. Mm -hmm. And, uh, she, uh, does 
different pieces. A lot of them are original out of her head, and some of the pieces she comes up with are phenomenal. That's fantastic, Adam. And, and of course, uh, make sure people go out to Anthem Brewing this weekend. Uh, I can see you uh, as well as at Tokyo, hopefully at Tokyo and Tokyo. So we haven't gotten that one yet. Or at oh. uh, New World Comic Con, definitely. Yeah, and with the con- with uh, Anthem Brewing, I'm, I feel very bad. I forgot to mention the whole reason why I'm there is I'm there with Common Space uh, Games. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's that? Common Space. I think it's... Uh... The Common Space Game Lounge. Yes, from Norman, mm-hmm. uh, Common Space Game Cafe. They are very great people, awesome, wonderful, treat me amazingly at any time I see them. And they invited me to be there for their gameplay testing there from 3 to 8 this Saturday. Yeah, it's, uh, they're, they're fantastic. We've, we've loved having them on a couple of times here at the Oki Geek Podcast as well. Oh, uh, great. Yeah, they're, they're awesome people. Adam, thank you very much. And uh, it's so great to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. You have a great day. So that's going to do it for our show. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Oka Geek Podcast. Our theme music was produced by Monument Studios. You can find me on Twitter at KOSU Michael C. And do you or someone you know have an event coming up? Well, please let us know so we can talk about it on our show. You can find us on Apple and Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify and Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure and subscribe, rate us, and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Adam Conklin, I'm Michael Cross, reminding you to keep calm and geek on.